Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Cynical Podcast, a weekly discussion of current affairs in China, produced in partnership with SubChina. SubChina is the best way to stay on top of the most important news from China in just a few minutes a day with a free email newsletter, a handy smartphone app, and at the website subchina.com. It's a feast of business, political, and cultural news about a nation that is reshaping the world. I'm Kaiser Guo, and I'm in Beijing this week, along with my deranged South African partner, Jeremy Goldhorn, editor-in-chief of SubChina, who now says he will uphold the one-China policy, except in the case of parents whose first China is a girl or who belong to certain ethnic minorities, including South African half-Jews. <laughs> We are eating our way through a list of restaurants we dearly missed and generally having a splendid time despite the sudden appearance overnight of a lethal-looking smog bank. Jeremy, how are you, man? <laughs> I'm very well, Kaiser. Thank you for that delightful introduction. I'm actually quite enjoying the smog, I have to say. You know, there's a little perverted part of me that misses the pollution. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be Beijing without it, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I got off the plane and, and immediately it's like, wow. Ah. That's lovely smell. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we begin today's show with a little musical tribute to this city we both love. This is Beijing State of Mind. Now I'm down in Guomau I started as a student But I run the show now I'm the nouveau expat Living in the CBD Riding on my damn pink chair Everybody stare at me It ain't because I'm loud white Probably because I'm handsome Yeah, I'm the only pimp Wearing sea sucker pants in Did my share of modeling Acting with the yo I'm dropping mad tracks I'll be hotter than J. Joe I'm cruising down the whole high People driving slow Came a later traffic Or the awful driving so high Hop onto the subway The smell it ain't so lovely but it's just too quiet, I don't mind getting cuddly I say what up to G-Town, who can find an in-crowd But don't forget Jabba when he gon' change his hairstyle But boys be chillin' over there, drunk not high When I get the invite, then I know that I'm a ride in Shove more famous than the Guan K. Yeah, I watch the dragons. Of course, I'd at the ducks. Even though the halftime dancing show really sucks. But that ain't important. That ain't why I came here. I came for the history. Like the Tiananmen Square. Forbidden city. The Hutong's always gritty. Ten times hopping, dancing like P. Diddy. Fifteen million people. Half the dudes is naked. Pulling up their shirts because the summers they can't take it. Long finger nails. Pinky on the right hand. Cause the left will pick you as well as your right one can. Babies on the prowl, defecating on the pavement. I just want a scowl saying, so why don't you save it? But that's the way it is. That's how we do it here. If y'all don't like it, you're welcome. Look, we'll steer clear. Uh. Amazing. Come on. Come here, kids 
they are shunned here Can't get a hookah, so out of pocket healthcare No fear, they leave their kids for the year Grandparents take care, no one sheds a tear Gaokao was sober, the pressure done evaded So off to the university to get educated But he becomes graded after he's graduated Cause he can't find a job, it's well compensated So he hop on way more, he served Kaishin Wong Then he gets on by due to download my song Head to Don Don Who but I forget your problems I play the hot jowls on the corner my solve And we come here with dreams and reality hits us Bundy, YD, Laowai drifters But we love the energy, that's why the city's great So we all work late to protect the A So, Jay-Z, please do not sue us. It is said that those who come to China for a week write a book. Those who come for a year write an article. Those who come for a lifetime don't write a damn thing. Right, Jeremy? (laughs) But those who come for eight years drop an auspicious rap album about the place. We have today as our guest Andrew Doherty, author of that quote, better known to his millions of fans as Big Daddy Doe, high-flying financier by day, rap god by night. He has a new album out called The Red Print Album, and it's available online at theredprintalbum.com. It's a 21-track compendium of Sino-hip-hop-funkaliciousness, and Big Daddy Doe, welcome to Seneca, man. How are you? Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Doing well. It's good to be here. <laughs> it's great to have you, finally. We've been wanting to do this for a while, so I'm really, really glad. Uh, th- that track and its accompanying video are hugely popular, I have to say, in my household, especially since we moved back to, um, to the States last year. Uh, we all miss Beijing terribly. Actually, my 10-year-old son insists that you are, in fact, a better rapper than Jay-Z because his rhythm is off. You know how he kind of like... <laughs> yeah. And you, you kind of, you know, you're, you're on the on the beat. Yeah. Said, right? I think, actually, you're, you're standing in the rap game the more off you can be is like, you know, that you're even better, right? right. Because I, you can I, I sort of, you're, you're make it off while being off. on. Exactly. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. I mean, you don't want to be too on. You don't I want mean, to be too on. Yeah. Mecha- mechanical. It's sort of like Tui Jian. Exactly. Come on. So before we get too much into the music, in um, in Beijing State of Mind, you rap. I started as a student, but I run the show now. Can you tell us about the show you run? You know, what's your day job? Yeah, so I mean, probably some 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 percentage of that line is a, is a little bit of hyperbole, I guess. You know, ra- well, rappers. Rap song, yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> rappers got to be, you know. But uh, no, so I, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a China analyst. I'm a macroeconomist uh, by day. That's sort of my day job. I also uh, manage a research team uh, in in Beijing and uh, and a few folks in broadly in Asia for uh, for my firm, the Capital Group. So we're an asset manager. Uh, and uh, and we have kind of a, a team on the ground here trying to understand what's happening. It's a very big firm, isn't it? I mean, it ma- manages a lot of assets. Yeah, re- reasonably large firm. We we manage. I mean, it fluctuates. Obviously, we manage somewhere in the range of one point three trillion dollars, give or take. And uh, you know, we're we're active managers, so we believe in the the value of fundamental research and 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 uh, tire kicking. And you know, there's no place where that makes more sense than than China. So we've been here since two thousand and nine, and have grown the team from there. And and your colleagues presumably are aware of your alter ego. 
they're, they're very aware of it. Yeah. Uh, I think they sort of uh, get a kick out of, it. you know, the first time I did a rap for them was four months into my tenure at the Capital Group back in LA. And I just finished a rotation in our fixed income group. And I wrote a rap about the group and my, my, my rotation. And I was a little nervous, I'd say, going into that. I didn't know how this blue chip investment firm would re- react, but uh, they, they loved it. So I, I've, I've been doing it ever since. Yeah. I mean, I'm somebody who has also had a sort of alter ego. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know how it is. Haven't you actually used rap songs to basically talk about China to to clients, or at least uh, in, in you know? I, I recall I think you being a, a, doing a public speaking gig and using one of your songs to basically explain a point about China and its economy. That that's exactly right. I mean, I the, you know the, the the album was referenced earlier, and the uh, the whole point of these songs is really to try and explain. And in, in you know the audience's range. I've done it with with clients. I've done it with uh, you know boards of directors. I've I've done it at universities uh, and 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 at schools with with young children. And really, the idea is to try and. I mean, the beauty of of, of rapping about China and different issues in China is that within three or three and a half minutes, it sort of forces you uh, to explain the issue in very simple terms. Uh, and then it adds a little bit of an entertainment kick that makes it more memorable. But yeah, so I, I use it kind of as an instructive tool that, that, that helps folks remember what I'm talking about a little more rather you know, economists are so boring. Uh, typically, <laughs> this is a way to try and spice things up a little bit. Jeremy, we ought to maybe try that sometime. Yeah, you don't really want me rapping. Well, I mean, I know you can't sing, but maybe you can rap. Jeremy's the guy who ruins happy birthday. Anyway, Anyway, uh, you actually have a a mission statement on your your website and on your liner notes to your your album. Uh, You say the following, this album is not a criticism of China, and it is also not an apologist's effort to praise China. It is intended to be a fun and entertaining but honest assessment of the issues Chinese policymakers, Chinese citizens, China watchers, and China's counterparts are evaluating and trying to work through on a daily basis. The issues are complicated and can often provoke impassioned discord. So presenting them in a lighthearted way might, I hope, keep the dialogue constructive and positive. Actually, we could just borrow this mission statement, right? <laughs> exactly. Just call, call it, um, this podcast is yeah, not that would be cr- fair use, I think. Yeah, right, be, yeah, right, right. I mean, you borrow liberally. I was right? going to say, go ahead. Like, you know, you're not going to get some right, We have you now on, on, on tape saying this. So. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about your mission i mean what kind of feedback have you been been getting uh, do you think that some of your songs or online videos are are reaching the right audience and leading to in fact greater understanding of china i mean i hope so you know um beijing state of mind certainly has gotten relatively broad review uh, but both in uh, in the u.s in terms of being a youtube video but all it also was very quickly copied and put on a yoku and tudo and some other sites and got even broader uh, audience consumption here in china so you know i think people appreciate it and actually most of the comments in the youtube video were from chinese who were living overseas saying oh my gosh this makes me miss my hometown yeah. and I, you know i love i love watching this from time to time and so you you know i think i i hope that 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 the content is is getting to to the right people i mean one of the challenges obviously is because it's an honest discussion of the issues some of those issues you know from the government's perspective in china tend to be a little bit more sensitive and so the videos don't always necessarily necessarily <laughs> stay up for very long on the Chinese sites, uh, which is fine. I don't have an agenda there. But, you know, so I'd love to get them more broadly uh, uh, visible because I hope they're they're useful to folks in terms of understanding China. But the, it, it sort of depends on the topic, I guess. Kaiser, can you uh, now play the song Problem, please? Absolutely. Yeah, let's let's do that. And, and let's talk about a couple of these songs. I mean, we've, we've picked out a little list of some of the songs that we'd like you to talk about as sure. we play them. Let's start with the song Problem. Here we go. Uh-huh. This nigga shit. I got one more problem with you, Joe.
Yo, Ching Hong, what you got? Smart money, better not be better off without you. When no time, we'll be forgetting all about you. You're saying that you know, but I really, really doubt you. Understand my life is easy when I don't know all you. So, Ching Hong, you're wrong. Just second guess me. I'm telling you, best step off. Cause, bro, you don't wanna check me. And the best thing now is probably for you to exit. I let you go, don't come back. I'm hoping you learn your lesson. No half stepping, either you going or you just playing. I'm listening to you, knowing I can't believe what you're saying. There's a million you's, Mr. Zunka, don't be dumb. I got a billion plus problems, but you won't be one. Like, what? Who is a clown all the way so much shadow? Anti-corruption campaign means that I got one less problem without a poor. I got one less problem without a poor. I got one less problem without a poor. Yeah, you know, understanding the anti-corruption drive through an Ariana Grande song. I think it's uh, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Andrew, you've packed a lot in there, you know, factions amongst the Chinese political elites, the anti-corruption campaign. You have Xi Jinping rapping, who let us down all the weights on my shoulders? And it seems that your song is largely sympathetic to the aims of the anti-corruption campaign. Is that right? And can you talk about it a little? Yeah, I, I think I think that's right. I mean, you know, look w- with the with the constraints of a three and a half minute song, you have to sort of uh, uh, maybe um, polish some corners on the story a little bit to make it fit. But generally speaking, uh, this song, you know, the, the the original track was so perfect for the the theme of this song, which is, you, you know, that he's basically trying to kind of one by one knock down these these big tigers and these political opponents who may be it was like one hundred and ten thousand and counting right well, now. Well, right? yeah, 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 <laughs> some some flies as well along the way but you know i mean the the, the ones listed in this song you know Zhou yong kong and boy Xilai and shoots hi ho and some of the other guys that that aren't listed you know i mean i i think generally speaking he's been criticized for a variety of reasons for this campaign and and some of those criticisms are legitimate but net net you have to sort of i think look at it and say a it's impressive whether or not you think it's good and b i think to some extent you have to at least applaud his effort to clean up uh, the system to some extent. And and I think that will long-term be beneficial for China if he can make it sustainable. That's a bigger question, of course. I, I guess I'm really more interested in how you resisted the temptation to to, to use, like, you wish you'd say ho. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I tried to be, like, subtle, you yeah. know, so, yeah, <laughs> use some of the last names, but necess- not necessarily the full yeah. names, yeah. yeah. Bros before shoots high hoes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was great. Um, I, you know, I, I think maybe it, it, we should ask, because it's, she features so prominently on this song on yeah. doing the Ariana Grande um, you know vocals uh, is Princess Fortier that's right Fortier is it? and she, she's worked with you for a long, you know since Beijing State of Mind right that's right so I first worked with Princess here in Beijing on Beijing State of Mind on, on the song and the video and at the time she was here singing at Show Bar at the Park Hyatt and then uh, since then she's been back in LA pursuing her music career she's doing really well she just performed last weekend with Beck uh, oh, one wow. night, yeah, and then the next night was performing with me, so a bit of a letdown. But, <laughs> but uh, she, she's but on. You're, I think, you're not a Scientologist, and, and yeah, right, yeah, exactly. No, she's on. She's on almost half the tracks in the album, and just does a phenomenal job. Oh yeah, she's yeah. great. She's yeah. amazing. Um, you know, you're very lucky to have met her. Yeah, I just wish sure. she had said Beijing instead yeah, yeah, of Beijing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that feedback's come through. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's great. Um, let's let's move on to the next track that uh, we really want to listen to. Um, this one actually is one that you put out a video for and got quite a bit of play. And we talked about actually on our show, right, right, Jeremy? It's called "We Love Our FAI," or FAI, of course, is Fixed Asset Investment, which is <laughs> <laughs> a song only a macroeconomic analyst would write. I was going to say, yeah, you can't really say, of course, because actually, I realized after the fact most people don't know what FAI stands for. So, right, and, yeah. I mean, you know, but this is of course classic Andrew Doherty classic big daddy dough, you know, combining your day job of trying to, trying to understand China's economy with your, your, um, 
we can't call it a hobby. I mean, it's really you know your your whole pursuit. Per, no, it's it's, it's, it's your <laughs> avocation. <laughs> so, 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 so. Domestic consumption must increase. We must rebalance if we want to keep the peace. Net exports falling, they've been way too high. Well, that's all right because we love our FAI. I can't tell you how it's gonna work I can only tell you it'll happen The next five years we will restructure Quit your finger snap for the next five years We got a plan, we won't be caught never The next five years we will take action Lower the wealth gap and minimum wages on the rise I know we must apologize Redistribution of the income, it ain't no guys We gotta enforce the labor law Cause no one complies, see? And on the rise, Lee, discontent is high Indigenous innovation is so great in urbanization It keeps on rolling at a high rate Liberalization of the hookah is our mandate And if you still can't access health insurance Please just wait Understand we got a lot of stuff on our plate We must make an efficient use of energy and bait Ain't no debate how a party state will create A harmonious society Domestic consumption must Society that the CCP has been pumping up our GDP, that their policies benefited all us equally, that the CCP's been working hard for you and me. Apologies that I'm an SKEPTIC, but this bureaucracy is causing mass uncertainty. Look at the money wide flow to the SOEs, why banks, telecoms, and energy monopolies. Why did LGFEs get four trillion RMB while household deposits are down as a share of GDP? I can't figure out why living capital are almost free, but on the other hand, why? Cause that's how big capital makes all us cheese in this melodious society Domestic consumption must increase Come on Let's rebalance if we wanna keep the peace That's right, that's right Net exports falling, they've been way too high Sky high That's alright because we love our Now I know we said things, we promised things that we haven't done But y'all gotta admit, we've been slightly under the gun Oh, eight, it was a great year till it filled us with fear Olympic champions one month, the next are Lehman's in tears And with those tears came chaos, our whole system went down Smiles faded to frowns till stimulus came to town Yet a four tree and quiet gave us all a nice high When we don't know what to do, we just boost up AI You see, we got a limited demographic window By 2015, we'll have a rise in dependency ratio So before the growth of our savings pool stops to slow We gotta build up all the airports, bridges, and railroads And between now and then, we got a political transition 2012, power's ambition finally comes to fruition But policy and emission is the likely rendition Cause all the policy cooks will take a break from the kitchen Switching back on when they're ready to tackle Do the mission yeah. must increase That's right Let's rebalance if we wanna keep the peace Chano, Chano Net exports falling, they've been way too high well, That's alright, because we love our F.A.I. Tell us about FAI and, and your read on China's economic problems and government measures in, in place to try to to, to curb uh, fixed asset investment, uh, and if possible, do this in, in rap form while Jeremy beatboxes. Yeah, yeah. If Jake can beatbox, I'll throw this down. That, no, that's no problem. Yeah, yeah. I be, can't do it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. No, uh, you know, We Love Our FAI was written 
Uh, I mean, I love the story of this song in the video because I wrote it originally at the beginning of the 12 five-year plan in 2010. And that was, what, three years after Wen Jiabao had come out and very publicly said, you know, China's economy is uncoordinated, unbalanced, unsustainable, and unsuthing right, else. Right, the, the, the four uns. Uh, so, you know, th- th- these issues are ones that Chinese policymakers have been very open about uh, and and recognize we need to sort of move towards consumption and away from a reliance on exports and investment. Uh, and yet, and so at the beginning of the 12 five-year plan in 2010, that, that was sort of their their big focus. And you look through the, that, that five-year plan and you see all these plans. And then I didn't get around to making the video until 2015 uh, at the beginning of the 13th five-year plan. And all of the same issues were in place. Right. And they hadn't really made much of a, a change in terms of looking at you know investment as a percentage of GDP uh, or whatever metrics you wanted to use. They continue to rely on investment. And the bottom line is that they... They have an economy with certain growth targets that they've promised to their population and income growth levels. And every time they start to try and pull back on leverage and on the investment complex in the economy, the economy starts slowing pretty dramatically, which is not surprising because right. it's such a big part of the economy. And so they get a little bit scared. And for, for, for social reasons, they sort of start to re-lever up. And that, that's effectively the the kind of trap that they're, they've fallen into. So this- But at the same time, the tertiary sector now, I mean, beginning in 2015, mm-hmm. it has accounted for 50% of, of GDP, right? So services- uh, have been significantly growing. I mean, we we do see consumption as a unit uh, as a, as a uh, contributing element in in GDP growing pretty substantially, right? It is growing. I mean, the first thing I would say is services and consumption aren't aren't exactly overlapping, right? Right, but they're close. Um, right. But but they're they're I would say they're reflective, uh, and so you do see consumption growing as a percentage of GDP. But it's still from a very low level. Uh, and so, and and again, what I would say is that the cycles are driven by how much they're juicing or pulling back on the investment complex. And so the, the, the pace of that acceleration of consumption will be limited by their, uh, their patience level with social instability and, 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 and the growth levels overall. So I think they're, they're somewhat constrained because they've set themselves two very contradictory goals. And you, you see that in some, some of the other raps I've done, that theme of con- conflicting policies that we, we see in China a lot. It's funny. I mean, I, I, you get into a conversation like this, and I suddenly remember that you're – I mean that we're talking about rapping, <laughs> and it's just so, it's totally funny. I mean, this, this is, is why like, I do rapping. It's so boring when you start talking no, about no, it. It's, regular not, it's not boring at all. Yeah. That's the thing is I'm, I'm, I find both to be really interesting. Yeah. The, the, the dualism of this man. man. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, okay, Kaiser, I think we should listen to so good, and maybe before we listen to it, Andrew, you could just say a few words about the song, what it's about. Yeah, so 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 good actually follow, follows on nicely from we love our FAI because uh, so good is basically a a a um, uh, it sets forth Xi Jinping's China dream and what he has posited to the Chinese people in terms of what the CCP will accomplish over the next 10, 30, 50 years. And, uh, and so he kind of throws it, th- throws it out there in verse one and two as to what, what they're going to be accomplishing both geopolitically and domestically. And then verse three is this kind of somewhat cynical response of, 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 of your average Joe uh, as to what they think about the realities of, of how that's playing out in China. Very cool. I also I have to say this: your website design is pretty awesome. How you, 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 it's got this explanation of the song, you, you, you mouse over and it gives you a link to song lyrics. Who did this website design? This is pretty cool. Thank you. Actually, yeah, a good friend of mine. She's based here in Beijing. Uh, Hannah Fei. Uh, she her company is Fei Fei Design, and she does really good good work. Actually, yeah. Jeremy, man, we should engage these people. This is really good. Yeah, she's great. All right, all right. Here we go. China dream, uh-huh. it is gonna be hard uh-huh. In the middle of anti-corruption Hitting the fraud, uh-huh. as we clean our house up uh-huh. We also going abroad uh-huh. My daughter went to Harvard where yeah. she studied the board uh-huh. We built some islands offshore You know, they seem a bit far uh-huh. But so is our ideas, extending almost to Mars uh-huh. It all makes sense if you see it From my perspective, Xi Jinping style uh-huh. My dream is picture perfect, so smile uh-huh. Sit back and relax, Megor Cause it'll take me a while Wow, wow, wow Don't you fret, we're gonna take it slow It's not a social contract 
society 2021 ignore statistical impropriety Are you deciduously working to inspire me With pioneering spirits that go in the extra mile of three By 2049 we'll revitalize the PRC A fully developed nation like in the Tong Dynasty This ain't no middle kingdom self-righteous piety Hop on a sheet wagon and drop your anxiety Now smile The two 100s are the truth, baby But they gon' take us a while, while, while So I love that one. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's great how you sort of get in this this thing at the end of, of encouraging political reform as something that belongs as part of the China dream. Uh, couldn't agree more. And using the words supply side in a rap song. First for me to hear that. You, I think. you, you uh, make some references that I think kind of need footnotes. Like, does everyone know what the two 100s are? What are the two 100s? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, only China geeks, I guess, would, would, would know the reference. Uh, the two 100s refer to a, a policy goal that the Communist Party has and Xi Jinping's enunciated as part of his China dream. So they refer to the two 100-year two anniversaries, uh, first of the Chinese Communist Party's founding, which was in 1921. So in 2021, uh, they want, by 2021, they want to become a moderately well-off society. There you go. Yeah, exactly. And then by 2049, which is the 100-year anniversary of the founding of the PRC, they want to be a fully developed nation AKA, I think they equate that to where the U.S. is uh, at, at the present moment. Right. Yeah. Total world dominion, right? Kind of, yeah, yeah. That's the subtle <laughs> message. So, Andrew, in the in the um, in the songs, there, there's sort of a, a notional character of Xi Jinping, who I mean, I think of listening to them as kind of a gangster. You know, partly because it's rap, and right. You know, uh, uh, do you see him uh, as a kind of a badass gangstery type? Is uh, I, I, so politically, definitely, right? The funny thing is he has this kind of visual that's sort of like Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, like nice guy, kind of pudgy around the middle, you know, a little bit soft. But but when you look at what he's doing politically, I mean, he's like the OG, you know, original gangster. <laughs> I mean, nobody's done what he's done before, at least in modern history in China. So you, you have, I mean, that's why rap fits so well in, in describing some of what's happening in China, because it's like, you know, this is legit this stuff. Is I mean, this dada. is like, he's, yeah, this is like the big dada. Bloods yeah. in the Crips. And, you yeah. know, they, 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 this is, this is. <laughs> Um, and before we listen to the next song, I want to talk about your efforts to get the album released in some way in China. Uh, that proved to be something of an ordeal. I guess you, uh, for as as much as you know China, you apparently didn't know about the ins and outs of, of putting cultural products out. In yeah. China. No, I was surprised. So we tried to get the album manufactured in China. Uh, you know, it's it's cheap here. And uh, the the uh, so we found some some manufacturers on Taobao and you know got in touch with a couple of them and 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 moved forward with one and we had a deal and the day before they were going to manufacture these things they had they had the whole mock-up done and everything for the artwork they uh, they called uh, my buddy who was arranging it and they said we're not doing this 
And, and he said, why not? Well, because, uh, you know, we're, we're going to get in trouble for printing this. There are images of, you know, senior Chinese officials or businessmen on your out, our artwork in the album. And we're, we're not keen to get involved in that. And we said, oh, you know, it's not going to be distributed in China anyways. And they said, it doesn't matter. It's already gone to the censors. And they've said, no way. And I didn't realize going into this that even tiny little distributions or prints of, you know, a thousand copies of some random CD would get censored. But the, every, apparently everything he said, don't even try and go to our competitors because I guarantee you none of them will take the project. So it was an interesting, uh, interesting experience. Right. I mean, Man, so you should ask you me. I could have told you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have known. Yeah. So how, how did you get it printed? You know, so I just, I actually, uh, the beauty of Facebook, I went out and kind of crowdsourced and some folks in the U.S., a friend of a friend who was an artist there knew a small shop there that, that, that ended up doing it. So, so you, you were helping to make American manufacturing great again. Exactly. I was making America great again, baby. Yeah, that's right. Trump. Trump. That's right. Trump. 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 Which is another uh, great song, that little bonus track on there, which is uh, a very funny one, which isn't directly about China, of course, but that's right. Uh, but check it out. Um, uh, definitely, if you if you go on on Big Daddy Doe's website, uh, theredprintalbum.com, you'll find a bonus video of Trump, which you should definitely check out. Who does your video editing? Uh, so Beijing State of Mind and Trump, uh, I did with the same guy, uh, Mark Griffith. He was an expat living here in, in Beijing. He worked for Amazon. Uh, now he's back in Seattle, but, okay. uh, yeah, so we just, we just kind of did that together. And then I had a, for, uh, for, we love our FAI and one of my other ones, I went to, uh, the Beijing Film Academy and found a friend of a friend, found a student there and he was like, this is cool. Let's do this together. So <laughs> nice, yeah, so nice, just kind nice, of sourcing. Nice sourcing good talent around town cool i mean we're going to definitely put up some of these videos on on the, the website right yeah let's yeah, put them up awesome. Awesome. Absolutely. Together with the podcast. Yeah. awesome um we've we've definitely plugged your stuff before um beijing state of mind is a perennial favorite that i mean for me it's it's that one and then matt sheehan's uh rhapsody in beijing that are the ones that sort of nos- yeah. nostalgically at my heartstrings every time i start missing this place for sure back in north carolina anyway let's listen to the next song um you know we we'd mentioned the the, the lethal smog bank that rolled in overnight and <laughs> So maybe let's let's listen to the song Changes, uh, which is a song about the environment. Make a change. It's time for 
us as a people to stop making some changes. Let's change the way we work, let's change the way we live, and let's change the way we treat Mother Nature. See, the old way wasn't working, so it's on us to do what we gotta do to survive. I know you see no changes, but can a brother get some green peas? Emission standards increasing, we're planting a lot of trees. We got a war on poverty, not to mention pollution, so please don't bother me. And now we don't cap fines, cause we have to do US 69, giving it back to you. The Cuyahoga lit right up, spit right up, tip the cup, I ain't make this up. You gotta learn to hold your own, they get jealous when they see your economy's grown. But Obama can't touch this, I don't trust his data saying there's no cost to this. I ain't shacked in the fool, you say it ain't cool, but I hail from the Keynesian school. And as long as we say that, we gonna stay strapped, and we never gonna lay back. Cause I always gotta worry about the crazy bat, and apocalypse index from way back. Coming back after all these years, better that, 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 that's the way it is. Should change your should That song uh, changes. It does a great job of really describing the the paradox behind China's anti-pollution efforts, which is that they don't want to slow the growth of the economy down. Can you talk a little bit more about that and how you see uh, the Chinese government's fight uh, against pollution? You know, this goes back to what we talked about earlier with we love our FAI. I mean, they're they're part and partial of the same issue, uh, which is a move away from an investment complex that's that's reliant on heavy industry, uh, uh, an energy complex that's reliant on coal. Uh, you know, two thirds of Chinese energy consumption is coal based. So how do you quickly move away from that to clean up your air? That's not an easy task. And so they know it's urgent. They declared war on pollution in 2014. Li Keqiang uh, uh, made that statement. That's right. <laughs> yeah, next episode, there you go. But he, you know, they're, so they're, I think they're serious about it. But the reality is this, this, I mean, it's difficult in any country. And we saw this uh, battle in the U.S. I referenced uh, in the third verse, which is kind of reflecting Li Keqiang's defense of their efforts uh, to put some of these policies in place. I referenced the Cuyahoga River in 1969, which kind of spon- spontaneously combusted and really was a high-profile media event that eventually led to the, the 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 law, the environmental law that went in place in the Clean Air Act in the United States. And and it's that it's those sorts of events that I think kind of spur further progress. And China will probably see more of those, including the recent one month of air, air apocalypse in Beijing in December. So it's a constant battle for them. But, you know, at the end of the day, as I, I sort of allude to in the, in, in the lyrics, their default setting is ensuring social stability, which in their minds, I think priority number one is growth. Let's footnote quickly a couple of things that are referenced in there. One is, of course, the, the film Under the Dome. Uh, you can listen to our our podcast about that. We, we recorded one with uh, Calvin Queck from Greenpeace and Peggy Liu from Juice uh, about about the uh, film, which was made by a CCTV uh, what an anchor. Uh, who did a terrific job? I mean, it's a it, it was it's maybe what two hour long environment an hour long environmental uh, kind of TED Talk ish film uh, that was released. It was it was public for about a week. It got like twenty million views on Chinese social media uh, video sites, and then was abruptly taken down. So uh, go listen to our podcast about that from from way back. You also. Uh, I think this is probably the first time that John Maynard Keynes has appeared in a, a rap song. We all know who he is, but uh, you also mentioned MEP. It's weak, got a tweak. It's um, the Ministry of Environmental Protection, right? That's right. You got to think about putting footnotes on your on your. Well, on actually, your no. On the if if you look on the uh, album website. Uh, I have a glossary of ter- of acronyms. Oh, that's good for all, right. all the songs. So you can anybody who has questions can find out what the abbreviations are. 
Cool, cool. You're actually working with a couple of organizations with Ping Pong Productions and with uh, Shropshire Music Foundation. Uh, we've had Allison Friedman, who's the founder of, of, of Ping Pong, uh, on a show a couple of years back. She's one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, but for listeners who may not have heard it, please um, tell us what Ping Pong Productions does and a little bit about Shropshire. Shropshire. Yeah, so you know, one of the missions of the album was to try and raise money for uh, for some great nonprofits, and you listed the two there on the website that I'm I'm trying to support. Ping Pong does U.S. China cross cultural relations by taking great cultural arts uh, acts from China and taking them to the United States and vice versa. And uh, as you alluded to, Allison's been doing that for years. I think they do phenomenal work. And especially in this period where U.S.-China relations, there, there's some sensitivities there and there's some unpredictability. In my mind, the bedrock in my own personal experience of the relationship is the the person-to-person fundamental relations relationships that we build with, with Chinese people. And that happens so well, I think, in the form of, of cultural arts. So a huge fan of, of what she's doing. And I think that's really important important long-term for the for the relationship more broadly. And then Shropshire Music Foundation, uh, they're, they're not a China-specific entity or China-focused NGO, but they, they go into war-torn uh, countries. So they started in Kosovo. They since have gone to Northern Ireland, uh, uh, Uganda, and now they're in Greece working in Syrian refugee camps. But, uh, but Liz Shropshire, who founded it, basically takes musical instruments over and uh, teaches healing through music and she started kind of almost organically figured out that the way to make this sustainable was to teach teenagers locally to learn the music as well as learn leadership and so she teaches them how to create lesson plans and so the whole thing is run by volunteers basically and so through that you have these kids growing up in these these worn torn environments learning how to heal how to develop confidence how to develop leadership how to learn and they, they all go you know a lot of them are going on to college and, and getting scholarships and coming to the united states and doing some really great things so that's it's a neat organization yeah. you yourself you're a musician right i mean you played violin right that's or right still, i grew up play? i still play a little bit i grew up playing violin i learned guitar later but but violin's really where i learned do you play uh, any on classical uh, classical violin classical no, violin like and jazz, and jazz too, as well right. yeah yeah do you, you play anything on on the uh the recordings i don't play any violin on the recordings yeah, yeah, you yeah. Should, you know, i should you're right no, i have missed opportunity yeah. Yeah. next yeah. one next yeah one, next yeah one. <laughs> next episode that's right why don't we listen to your cover of one of my favorite rap songs of all time big pimpin yeah, let's do it. All right, well, tell us a little bit about what you've done with Big Pimpin' here. You know, Big Pimpin', uh, so it's hard to pick favorites, uh, but Big Pimpin' for me would be up there just because of the lyrical depth that I was able to go into. It's got three or four really full verses. The The theme of the song is about Chinese overseas foreign direct investment, which is a mouthful, but we, we for short, we say OFDI. But basically, it's about Chinese capital flooding overseas markets, be they property markets or uh, corporate M&A markets or equity markets. And the impact you referenced that, that Seneca talks about, you know, China, I think, uh, you know, China and its impact on the world, where one of the biggest ways China is making an impact these days is through the, the, the flow of overseas capital. And at, at, at Davos, Xi Jinping just actually promised another, I think it was something, $260 billion in, in uh, more OFDI in the next five years. It's just, uh, it's crazy. It, the, the numbers are astounding. They're growing uh, uh, very Can rapidly. I just ask about that? Because there have been some media reports in the last couple of months that in attempts to stop capital outflows, they're, they're there, there has been or there may be a slowdown in Chinese foreign direct investment. Are you? What's your sense of this? Do you think there is a bit of a slowdown or is that not really a real thing? Uh, there's definitely a slowdown. So there's public, there's, I think it's probably easiest to sort of break it into three categories. There's, there's retail or personal capital outflows. That's definitely being clamped down on, sure. right? So there's people trying to get capital out to buy properties overseas. Uh, then there's corporate level M&A. And then there's kind of government-sponsored, like one belt, one road type of infrastructure projects. I think the latter two will still see reasonable growth and probably a bit of a slowdown in the corporate space where, you know, if it's not core strategic uh, type of assets, it's not supporting the government policy, then they, they might be more circumspect around it, especially the larger type deal. So you saw Anbang bid on Marriott, or excuse me, bid on Starwood against Marriott. And then after their second bid, they sort of pulled out. That was apparently... For, 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 for reasons of sensitivity around the size of the deal and the fact that this is not a core insurance asset for Anbang. So I think those types of deals might be scrutinized more, but, but core strategic corporate assets will be, will be encouraged. Uh, and of course, the infrastructure is going to be growing. I think it's really important that you mentioned that there, there are these three different sort of categories of, of, of capital outflow. 
And there is a, a, I think, misperception among a lot of people who are sort of casual watchers of China who, who all think that it's in the first thing that you talked about, that it's all people trying to get money out to buy homes. And, and, and that, that is the, the that, that represents actually a, a fairly small percentage of total ap- capital outflows from China. And I think it's important that our listeners understand that. Um, and I'd refer them to Andy Rothman's interview with us where he talks about this at length. And also, perhaps there's a Rhodium Group report on uh, Chinese investment in the United States, which is is oh, right, very right, interesting right. reading. And Rhodium's done some of the some of the best work on the subject, I would say. Yeah, they do great great stuff on OFDI. Okay, let's. Uh, speaking of OFDI, let's let's go ahead and, and listen to this excellent track. It's big pimping, baby. That's right. Big pimping, spending cheap. Cheer, 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 cheer. You know we used to focus on FDI, yo, ROI go sky high But now we out the hood and we're feeling good So now we're so FDI At first we love resources Commodities offers choices But now we changing our tack and our tune data Now we buying wall dorses Next up maybe Porsches Need to spend a buck Diversifying what's up Money's free free so I'm leveraging up CDB going back up the truck Sophia's wanna put our fists in cuffs Prevent us from buying stuffs Just because you got good tech, I'ma buy you Even if I'm paying up Shoot, we bought with nothing Y'all be fronting, we know what y'all be wanting Not for nothing, never happened Market access to lacking Our code is assassins We got no passion, we got no patience And we hate waiting Buy you, get your cash in And let's buy, ah, 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 Check them out now, buy, ah, 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 Now let's buy, ah, ah, Check them out now, bye. Ah, 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 ah. We doing big pimping, we spending cheese. Check them out now. Big pimping on assets overseas. We doing big pimping up in NYC. We gotta hedge our room exposure to the rim and B. Yo, yo, yo. Big pimping, we spending cheese. We doing big pimping on assets overseas. We doing big pimping through the BOC. We gotta hedge our room you know we wanna be finance impresarios AIIB throwing a party yo Barry don't like it well I'm sorry bro China's on the rise that's my scenario oops my bad that's my scenario ain't Brexit kinda scary bro now every time every place everywhere we go fingers stop pointing they be spending though now these slow bros know we carry more cash than a little bit we don't pull it out over a little bit and if you catch a lick when I spit then it won't be a little hit our strategies go global that's the switch so update your vocab Made in channel 2025, that's the niche Buying up your semi-com mega fast Live inside, no fabulous, so mad You just can't take it But if you hating us, then get off the bus Get all your assets taken We ain't faking, we gon' pay Cause we don't care if prices are too strong We gon' outbitch y'all, then we might withdraw Starwood wasn't good, kept the clothes on I'm bong, had to postpone Cause now it's cold and the capital flows on It ain't that you gotta go home But when the hot money not, then the safe start cracking like ozone We got OFDI swagger, man Yeah, we rockin' double-digit cagger, man Don't trip, let's flip them and they with a tip Thirty years might be a double bagger, man We be big pimpin', spendin' cheese We be we be big pimping up in Los Angeles We gotta diversify assets buying them overseas Cause we be big pimping, spending cheese And we be big pimping, hedging our rim and bees Cause we be big pimping up in Los Angeles We gotta diversify assets buying them overseas Property in NYC, London, Vancouver, Sydney All over the world we buy, offers flying USD diversify, RMBs, AUDs, GBPs We even buy from Japanese, the BOJ is on the knees Property's our favorite asset, got one kiss so we can pass it On to them with little risk, other than the recent Brexit Uh, yeah we done bought up half of LA, baby Yeah, the culture drive Mercedes, Pasadena's in a KB Big pimpin', spendin' cheese, yeah we be Big pimpin', buyin' the properties, yeah we be Big pimpin' with our MMBs Our capital is flowin', offshore investin' overseas Cause we be Big pimpin', we spendin' cheese, we be Big pimpin', buyin' the properties, cause we be Big pimpin' with our MMBs Our capital is flowin', offshore investin' overseas up the value chain, yeah, it sounds insane But we can't look back, gotta play the game Still tech if you can, yeah, it's all the same Cause we ain't gon' take the blame 
But if you can't steal, then strike a deal. m and I promise it'll bring you fame. Wang Jinling is legendary, man. Why does that level scary, man? Sunseeker, yeah, he gon' get a tan. And AMC is now his brand. We build high speed rail, Moscow Kazan. Oh, boy's the story, man. Yeah, we're still big pimping, spending cheese with the Silk Road Fund and the CDB. Reboss in the back of the truck. We laughing it up, ha. Japan, that's what's up. We be big pimping, spending cheese. Yeah, we be big pimping, buying up properties. Here we be. With our MMBs, our capital is flowing offshore, investing overseas. Cause we be big pimping, we spending cheese. And we be big pimping, buying our properties. Cause we be big pimping with our MMBs, our capital is flowing offshore, investing overseas. Maybe we can talk a little bit more about outward-bound foreign investment from China. Where are you seeing Chinese entities and companies investing? What sectors are the big ones? And also what geographies. Yeah, so so as the song talks about in, in the first verse, uh, I think the lyric is that uh, uh, now we change commodities our first choices, but now we change in our tack and our tune data. Now we buy in Waldorfs. So it, that kind of reflects the, the shift in strategy from about five years ago when 95% of the OFDI was into commodities <clears throat> uh, and trying to get access strategically to, to, to commodities to now really being uh, 75 plus percent in the other strategic sectors that they're focused on now. So tech, uh, buying brand, global brand names. Um, and so, you know, the Waldorf in New York, uh, strategic uh, 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 kind of tech assets, both in Europe and in U.S., you asked geographically, I think they're fairly agnostic on geography. Interestingly, uh, when I spoke to to a senior manager in charge of M&A for one of the uh, state-owned energy companies in China, this is about five, six years ago, their strategy had been to go to emerging markets because they didn't have to uh, deal with the regulatory issues as much. But then they learned after a while that that wasn't necessarily a positive, that the stability of the asset was much higher in environments I mean, where well there was rule of, rule of law. Surprise, yeah. surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise. So then you started to see them go to Canada, the United States, and, and some of the more stable right. environments. They've done a lot of investments, for example, in, in Ecuador and in Chile. Yeah, in Africa. Chile. Africa's been huge Africa, for them. Right. So, you know, so yeah, you've seen a shift both geographically to more stable environments and also away from commodities and more towards strategic assets like uh, technology and consumer brands. Do you do you run the risk when, I mean, does your, your very being like give people head spin i mean <laughs> i'm just finding it it's, it's just kind of funny for me just just lurching between these two youths from big pimpin to yeah, talking yeah. about right. i mean not yeah, quite, you know quite soberly <laughs> quite soberly. <laughs> this is you know you got to be flexible you know what i'm saying you got to go back and forth you no. got to be gangster and got, that's right. financial analyst that's right no i mean you know that's what gangster is right you know so uh, in this day and age, you know, I mean, look at Jay Z, right? He, you know, he's he's pretty gangster because he knows what to do with his money. He's investing it intelligently. So, you know, that's what we, that's what we're trying to do with this project is sort of bring intelligent discourse around these issues to 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 folks who can understand it and maybe wouldn't normally have the interest in understanding it. Have you gotten any any um, notice by the actual hip hop community? No, probably fortunately so, <laughs> since this is all parody, you know. Uh, I mean, look, I do this for, for the sake of raising money for nonprofits, so I would hope that they wouldn't necessarily come after me. But right. uh, we did, at, at, with Beijing State of Mind, we did I reach out to the respective parties to sort of see if we could get, you know, rights for that. And uh, we didn't hear back from but, them. So I mean, I'm sure as well being parody should make it fair use, yeah. right? In, yeah, and yes. Weird Al gets away with it. No, right? that's right. So I've talked to some, some, some folks in the legal community about it, and they say, look, uh, you, you know, parody is it's a very gray area it really depends on the judge visiting your case because a parody in theory is supposed to one of the qualifications is supposed to make fun of the original work so what does that mean you know and with big pimpin am i making fun of jay-z's work or is this political satire that's totally irrelevant to his original work i think actually it it plays both hey uh, roles, don't self-incriminate here <laughs> no no I mean, I mean you know object <laughs> take the <laughs> no, objectively analyzing, you can make yeah. an argument either way. Okay. I think the argument's quite strong to say that it's parody because how hilarious is it to use this, you know, 
you know, splashing cash on boats and, you know, I, I women. I think the argument is almost unassailable. That it's I, I would think yeah. so, yeah. but, you know, yeah. but so, but the legal folks I've talked to have said, it's not a, it's not a, Nothing it's not black, is, and, white. Right, yeah, black right. and white. Yeah, it's not black and You can count on both Jeremy and me for character witnesses. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. Hey, man, you, so you recently played a show in Los Angeles and you've got some shows coming up. Can you talk about your show and then what you've got coming up? Sure. So this is the, this is the album release party. You know, if you, if you want a hard copy of the album, come to one of these parties. And uh, uh, we, we, we just did LA last weekend. We're doing uh, uh, Provo, Utah in uh, on March 17th. A week later, Friday, March 24th, we're doing DC and kind of the China community there. And then uh, Beijing, uh, maybe saving the best for, for last or at least uh, next to last. We're doing Beijing May 5th. We might do one in Hong Kong in August. So it's, uh, it's outstanding. Uh, yeah. Outstanding. Let's uh, move this one up in rotation to make sure that we, we get, get some people to your shows. The one Plug in DC, shows before they DC is, what, is what date? DC is March 24th, Friday, okay. March 24th. All right, let's make sure to yeah. get that. All right. Hey, well, I mean, I can't tell you how much it's, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, thanks for taking the time to come and chat with us. Again, the new album is called The Red Print, Rhyme and Reason in the Riddle Kingdom, and you can get it on theredprintalbum.com. Get jiggy and learn something about the Chinese economy. Uh, Big Daddy. Stick around, man. Make a few recommendations with us for our listeners, won't you? Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right, so we, before we get to recommendations, I want to remind our listeners that the Cynical Podcast is powered by SupChina. Check out the app and subscribe to the newsletter at SupChina.com. You can follow SupChina on Twitter at, at SupChinaNews and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash SupChinaNews. If you like the Cynical Podcast, by all means, leave us a positive review on the Apple App Store or on Google Play or wherever it is that you go to review apps. This really helps, and it means an awful lot to us. So now, on to recommendations. Jeremy, what do you have for us this week? I would like to recommend a new website uh, run by my friend, the China scholar, scholar Jeremy Barme. It's called China Heritage at chinaheritage.net. And it's a project of a, a new uh, thing he's running called the Wairapa Academy for New Sinology, which is in the Wairapa Valley in lovely New Zealand. But ChinaHeritage.net, uh, writings about uh, Chinese history, culture, uh, and stuff. From an angry and uniformly critical perspective. Well, <laughs> J- Jeremy always has a point of view, and that's uh, yeah, very yeah. refreshing. And, and a pretty predictable point of view, I have to say. <laughs> oh, no, I love Jeremy. I, love Jeremy. <laughs> I don't think so. Not if you read all of his stuff. <laughs> Andrew, what do you have for us by way of recommendation this week? Well, first of all, thanks for having me, guys, on the show. I'm a huge fan of Seneca and, and SubChina, so that would be my first recommendation. Well, thank uh, you. Uh, but, uh, but if I have to go outside the lines, I'd, I'd recommend uh, a book. Uh, it's relatively new called Hillbilly Elegy by uh, J.D. Vance. It's a, a really interesting uh, kind of personal account of life in the America that sort of has um, elected Donald Trump and, uh, and, and some of the issues that, that he grew up observing and then kind of has looked back on since then. And, and I, thought, I think it does a, a marvelous job of analyzing those issues, but doing it and telling that account and that story in a way that's really entertaining and, uh, and pretty compelling. And I, my, my uh, relatives are from southern Ohio near the border of Kentucky. They're farmers, and, and I've kind of spent summers there growing up and have seen a lot of these issues play out over the last couple of decades. So it kind so of can you score Oxy? Sorry, can you score Oxy? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, 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 I have to we, second that recommendation. Yeah. I mean, I'm a hillbilly now myself. Yeah. I actually live in a holler in Tennessee. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's holler. right. That's right. He's going. I, I, I've read it too. It's, it's quite heart. good. Uh, I mean, yeah. JD Vance is. I mean, he's now. Uh, well, he, he graduated from Yale Law. Yeah, uh, smart guy. I, I guess the, the 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 big controversy over this book. Um, to what extent? Do you? I mean, when you read this book, do you feel like it's an economic argument at heart, or is it a cultural argument? That for? Uh, I mean, it's ine- inevitably, it's not just one or the other, in my opinion. You know, it's it's a bit of both. I mean, I think I think more so, uh, it's a cultural argument, but at the core of of that issue, sometimes is economics, and so uh, you, I think it's hard to completely. Um, uh, disassociate one from the other. He, he wrote the line pretty carefully, I think. I, yeah. mean, I, I tended to read it more as a cultural argument, which meant to me that it wasn't basically, uh, you know, impugning Democrats for having just simply neglect. I mean, that, that a lot of the blame falls on this particular Appalachian kind of Scots Irish culture, right? Uh, you know, with its. Um, you know, the Hatfield McCoy kind of feud culture and the, this whole like, you know, stubborn pride and this kind of truculent, like, uh, 
anti-elitism and, and anti-education kind of uh, bias. Anyway, I thought it was a great book. Uh, very interesting. It's been recommended on the show before as well. So, yeah, uh, if you haven't read it, and I think, you know, like 90% of the country has already read this. It's, it's been pretty popular, yeah. But, uh, yeah, definitely check it out. All right, man, what do I have? I've got a rap album, actually, uh, one of my favorites. Um, I may have actually recommended it before, but I'm going to do it again because it, it's newly relevant now in the age of Trump. It's by an Oakland-based rapper by the name of Paris. Um, and it's called his album from, I think it's the 90 or 91. It's called the devil made me do it, uh, which is just great. I mean, not just in terms of, of, you know, lyrically in his delivery, which is just this beautifully smooth, incredibly fast, very smart and very politically charged delivery. I mean, you know, he kind of sees himself as a, a modern day black Panther and, uh, his, his is a revolutionary call. This was a George Bush era, uh, album, but now it's, uh, George George W H uh, W Bush uh, album, uh, but now it's it's newly relevant now. Check it out; it's it's excellent. So Andrew, Big Daddy, uh, thanks once again, and I hope that our listeners get over to theredprintalbum.com and download your dope tracks, sir. Thanks, gentlemen. Great to be with you today. Thank you, Big Daddy. The Seneca Podcast is powered by SubChina and is produced by Kaiser Guo and Jeremy Goldcorn. Thanks also to An La Cheng and Soraya Darabi from SubChina. Drop us an email at Seneca at SubChina.com. Visit our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Seneca Podcast. And follow us on Twitter at, at Seneca Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Take care. Peace out. Peace out.